Welcome back to Blazing Trails. I'm Michael Revo from Salesforce Studios. And today I'm joined by my podcast partner, Rachel Levin. Hi, Rachel. I can see you through the screen. <laughs> yes, Michael. I'm here. I'm here and uh, getting ready for the holidays. Thanksgiving's yeah. coming up. It'll be nice to gather around with family for once. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just bringing all the big, happy family back together in the Levin household, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. What about you? Any any fun plans? Oh, yeah, we're going to be hosting. We've got the family here. Just everybody's going to be on their best behavior. And uh, I mean, it really is my favorite holiday because it's like there's nothing to do other than hang out and talk and eat. And right. those are all wonderful things. So uh, <laughs> eat being it. the operative word. <laughs> that's right. So let's uh, let's hear it for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I mean, you know, in that spirit, we've got a great show today. I love this conversation that you had with Amanda Brinkman. You know, she's the chief brand officer at Deluxe and creator, producer, and host of the Emmy-nominated hit series, Small Business Revolution. Wow, mm -hmm. she's got a lot of job. I thought I had it tough just being the producer <laughs> of the show. <laughs> she is very busy. And, you know, you can see Small Business Revolution on Salesforce Plus, our new streaming service. So go mm -hmm. check it out, salesforce.com slash plus, and you can find yeah. Small Business Revolution there. Right. And I think what's great about her show is like, you know, we hear a lot about big businesses and startups and but she really hones in on, you know, the mom and pop operations all around this country. And she spent the last two years really going out and seeing how people were coping, how people are coming back. And I just felt like she had a lot of good tips and ideas for our listeners out there and how to optimize their businesses. Yeah, it's great to hear her perspective on the sort of the state of small business, mm -hmm. what it's like out there. Every business has been undergoing this transformation over the past 18 months mm -hmm. and small businesses for sure and how you've had to adapt and learn and do digital transformation and so many things that are really tough. And she's got an optimistic message about uh, what's coming up for small business and tons of opportunity out there. So it was really great to hear from her. So let's jump right into this conversation with Amanda Brinkman, the chief brand officer of Deluxe and creator, producer and host of the Emmy nominated hit series, Small Business Revolution. Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, this is a pleasure. I've been enjoying Small Business Revolution for a long time, so it's it's kind of a thrill to get to talk to you. So thank you so much for joining. Hey, I wanted to start a little bit just with your role at Deluxe and what you do and a little bit of your journey, your background. So can you share that with us? Absolutely. So I'm the chief brand officer at Deluxe. And in my role, um, I was brought in to help the brand really move past our legacy, which is in the check printing space. So mm -hmm. over the years, we've really been evolving alongside our customers. And though since 1915, we've been in the business of helping small businesses and financial institutions be successful, we've been adding all these different products and services to help small businesses uh, in their journey. And so when I was brought in, we were on the eve of our anniversary and we needed to find a way to utilize that centennial to uh, really launch into the future. How could we describe who we were becoming and were as a company uh, in that you know, pivotal year? And so mm -hmm. rather than just doing an ad campaign or a documentary on our legacy, I felt like it was really important for us to do something good for the very uh, businesses that we had served all these years. And so that's when the small business revolution was born. And the concept was that we, in our hundredth year, we would go across the country and share the stories of a hundred small businesses. 
And we would do that with the hopes of creating a movement. Uh, you know, when you share the story of a small business, you literally put a face to a business and you understand the importance of that purchase, that you're not just making a transaction, that you're supporting a person and their dream and their family and certainly the community in which they're such an important part of. It's, it's amazing. And, you know, you've had this unique experience where so many of us have been at home. We haven't been out in the world as much, but you've been out there working on the, the show and talking to customers. Can you tell me a little bit about, you know, maybe some of the difficulty that you've seen and then if things are coming back or some stuff to be optimistic about? Absolutely. So there are a few things that we saw happen as a result of the pandemic in, in 2020 that are actually quite healthy for businesses. So the, the first thing is that we saw businesses shift their mindset from growth to profitability. Businesses had to figure out, you know, which of my products or which of my services yield the most, you know, the highest margin can keep me employing the same amount of people and can keep me open. The second thing that we saw is that businesses really didn't have cash reserves. I mean, a lot of Americans just don't have cash reserves in general, personally even, mm -hmm. but a lot of businesses. And so we're seeing businesses get focused on that as, as they're seeing revenue come back, they're stocking some of it away for that next kind of rainy day. And that's actually really healthy too. The third thing that we're seeing that's really healthy is this digital footprint that I love to talk about. Businesses, were, we've been advocating and evangelizing for how findable you are online and how you show up online for years. And suddenly it just felt like businesses really believed us. They're like, oh mm -hmm. yeah, okay, you're right. I, I do need to make sure that when people search for, you know, coffee that can be delivered or restaurant, you know, curbside that I'm showing up. And then the fourth and final thing I'll mention is that I really think people recognize how disproportionately the pandemic was affecting small businesses. And that created a great sense of empathy in everyone and responsibility. None of us wanted to see our favorite coffee shop close or that restaurant that we love to take our family to every Friday night. And so we all felt responsible to keep those businesses afloat. And so I think small businesses should leverage that right now. You know, sometimes you don't want to mention that you're a small business. You want to show up bigger. Right now is the time to talk about that you are a local business. You live in this community. You pay taxes in this community. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, and it seems like there's a lot of opportunity, you know, coming out of this time with, you know, hopefully more growth in the economy and, and more people wanting to shop local. So, uh, you know, are you, are you optimistic about <laughs> all these folks who may be starting businesses or coming out of this time right now? I am very optimistic for small businesses. I think, you know, every business owner is an entrepreneur, but not every entrepreneur is a business owner. And, mm -hmm. um, to quote my, my great friend, Kenya McKnight Ahad. And so I think it's about really figuring out how can you make sure that you, as an entrepreneur, you may have had a great idea, you may have a passion for something, but at the end of the day, you're running a business. And so whether you want to do it or like to do it, who is helping you with some of those key pieces of running a business? Do you have the marketing support? Do you have someone who can help you with the finances? Can you, you know, do you want to actually run the business side of it? And just continue to keep your eyes wide open about that reality, I think is really important. So I'm really, really optimistic for small businesses right now. I love this spirit of entrepreneurship. That's what this country was built on, was the backs of small businesses. And every every big business started as a small business. So I, I just keep going, entrepreneurs. I love it. It's what makes America beautiful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And those businesses have had to adapt so much recently with all of the changes in, in consumer behavior. Talk to me a little bit about what that looks like, what those adaptations are, and, and sort of how those business owners have had to change the way they think. 
Well, you know, every business, whether small or large, has to stay really close to their consumer. They have to stay really close to their customer and really listen to that feedback in real time. There is no finish line when it comes to running a business. You are always optimizing and to borrow a 2020 phrase, pivoting and continuing <laughs> to evolve your business. And so it's just really important that small businesses pay attention to, you know, you as an entrepreneur may think your business is one thing. And then based on buying behavior or literal customer feedback, you may change the direction of the kind of business that you're offering. You may think that you're running a yoga studio. And then at the end of the day, you realize that that there's so many other services you could be offering because your consumers or your customers are asking for it. And so I think really good, smart entrepreneurs are the ones that are always staying close to that customer feedback. And, and again, I referenced it earlier, but you can use data. We're, we're data rich as a business world now, but it mm -hmm. really is about that understanding of, of who your customer is, what it's like to be them on a daily basis, the other pressures they have in their life and how you can make their lives better or easier or bring them more joy with every interaction with your company. Mm -hmm. You know, in a former work life, I, I ran a small business and I used to say to myself, if I come in and sit down at the desk and do the same thing every day, and I'm not talking to customers or partners or out there in the world seeing what's going on. We're, this is not going to happen. It, it all happens outside of the office. And that was such a lesson for me. I'm curious, what are some tools or techniques that business owners can use to get that feedback and to connect with customers? I mean, we know the digital tools, but you're, I think you're talking about real conversations. I mean, how can a person do that? Well, I mean, it is the digital conversations. I think a lot of times on, on social media, you can poll your customers. You know, I'm thinking about adding this product line or I'm thinking about adding this service or help mm -hmm. me choose the color for this new T-shirt. You know, I think that kind, that kind of feedback is great and digital makes that much easier. But you're right. I'm talking about actually sitting down with your customers, asking them why they came in, asking them to help recommend, you know, really just having those conversations and understanding, you know, again, who they are and, and what they need from your kind of business. So it really is about those conversations. I think, mm -hmm. I think technology aids in running a business so much. However, I think we've kind of lost that, that human connection a little bit in business too, uh, yeah. as a result of that. And so it's about just getting back to those roots of truly listening with your actual ears in a conversation mm -hmm. to your customers. I think a lot of the conversations that people want to have is when the customer is happy and you're having a good interaction and it's like, great, this is going well, but you may get blindsided by what you're not seeing, which is some of the, the more, the negative stuff or areas of opportunity. How, how do you listen for that? Or how can you solicit that as a, as a business owner? Oh, that, that is a lot harder. I think it's about really trying to understand those barriers. So if you've, if you've added a new product or you've added a new service and you're just not seeing the adoption you expected, I think it's about trying to go back to some of those loyal customers and, and ask them pretty directly. I also think you can do a lot of your own kind of um, customer experience work by trying to kind of blindly experience your business. So we talk mm -hmm. a lot about having a digital footprint and how important your online presence is, but mm -hmm. it is amazing how few businesses actually go through that buying experience or try and experience their brand themselves. So we always ask brands to do that exercise, you know, search for your kind of business. Right like you are an average consumer and mm -hmm. do you pop up in the right search 
you know, queries are, and if so, are, do your hours look correct? Does that phone number still ring all the way through? You know, go on your website and, and make a purchase and see what that cart experience is like and what's the thank you email that you get back. You know, actually walk through that customer experience. And every time we have them do that exercise, they find at least one, if not a handful of things that they're like, oh, <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't realize that that's what that looked like, or I didn't realize that that was that clunky. And, but again, I think a lot of times, especially with, the, with digital, I think a lot of businesses, once their websites launch, they just kind of wipe their hands and say, okay, that's, that's done. But that is one of the places your business that needs the most attention and constant optimization. Yeah. And I think this is part of the adaptation. I mean, when you talk about a business owner who is a mom and pop, like you're talking about, there's so much to do every day when you think about from inventory to finding staff to paying the bills to all, you know, let alone what you're the service you're actually offering. So now they're having to take on this whole digital transformation as well. How should they be thinking about that or approaching that? Well, they need to approach it as the number one thing they should be focused on. I think 2020 really made that more and more apparent to small businesses. You know, for the majority of 2020, and if not for the foreseeable future as we head into fall and winter here, your digital footprint is your storefront. No matter what kind of business you run, the, you know, search is the name of the game. It's how we all find, you know, that local coffee shop or, you know, slippers for your mother-in-law's Christmas present. So it's, it, it, it's really all about how you're showing up online. And it, it's, a, it's a multitude of things. It's not just a business's website. Um, most businesses are making the mistake of not claiming their Google listing, which is free and can be one of the most rewarding things in terms of your search ranking. So, you know, search engines triangulate, you know, multiple points online. And it's about making sure that your website is updated and consistent, that it is consistent with your listings, with whatever directories you're listed on, and then your social media. And, you know, search engines reward businesses that are constantly updating things because mm-hmm. they, the search engine takes some sort of cue from that, which makes sense that you're a business owner who's minding your business. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you can make those search engines work for you. And that's what's so great about the digital landscape is that with the advent of the internet, it kind of leveled the playing field for small businesses. You could show up big online and, mm-hmm but only if you're using those tools to your benefit. And you can do that. And we don't expect that all businesses are great at it. That's why there's companies like Deluxe and other companies who serve small businesses and can help with those things. Mm-hmm. Or you can you know, find someone, another small business who, who does web design and, and things like that. But it, it cannot, I cannot emphasize how important it is for small businesses to really be focused, again, on that digital footprint and how they're showing up online. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it requires, you know, investment and a, and a mind shift too to think of it as as an important thing. Even if you have a physical storefront, it's just critical that you do it. Yeah, so many businesses will say, "I just can't afford to invest in it," and and I always say, "You can't afford not to." I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's just it's so vital, and and you don't have to be good at it. Nobody expects it because you're great at making, you know, community famous croissants that you know how to, you know, manage SEO on your website. But there are people out there who know how to do that. So find those people. And then I think the companies that are also serving small businesses have to take into account something that you just said, which is small businesses are wearing so many hats and doing so many different things that we have to make it as easy as possible for small businesses to buy our services or to use our products and to take into account that same kind of, you know, you know, 
what's it like to be in their shoes type of experience. I'm always amazed how many service providers to small businesses are overcomplicating it. You know, we know our own platform so well, and we know our own lexicon of of what the terminology is for our, for our services. But the average small business doesn't have time to to figure out those pieces. So the easier you can make it, easy is the name of the game when it comes to serving small businesses. Yeah, and I think it's a strategic thing too, where I imagine a lot of small businesses are thinking, I've got to. I've got to have a website where I can sell product, I can compete with Amazon, I can do all this stuff. And I think what you're talking about is make sure that your website is, you know, up to date and being updated, make sure that your SEO, you're being found. And sort of this baseline of being there, it can make a huge difference. And you don't have to take on a, a huge infrastructure and compete against Amazon. No, or something like and that. you don't have to have a really complicated website either. I mean, it can, it can right. literally be what we call a billboard site. You know, you can just be, it tells your story. It talks about how they can support you. But I can't, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I've been traveling with my family and, and we're, we're obviously big on supporting local. And I'll, you know, I'll search for local coffee shop or brewery. And it's amazing how few businesses pop up or haven't. And again, that all that all goes back to, you know, claiming your Google listing and making sure you have the right qualifiers checked. So when people are looking for catfish or mm-hmm. best barbecue in town that you're showing up. Yeah. I want to loop back to staying close to customers because, you know, at Salesforce, that's really a key to what we do is connect to your customer in a whole new way. And, and, and now in this digital world, you can be even closer to your customers. Can you tell me a little bit more about some of the tools and techniques that people are using in digital to stay closer to customers? You know, social media is one of the best tools for staying close to your customers. And and I don't even mean like the way you're buying ads in social media, though, you know, that that's very customized for brands and businesses to be able to really be pretty specific about who they're targeting. I mean, you know, engaging in that conversation. And what's great for small businesses is that people are more likely to engage and follow you as a small business because they recognize that an actual person is behind it. I mean, nothing against big business, but most people understand that there's some sort of social media team or, or bot strategy going on, and that's what's responding and posting. Whereas you can tell when an actual small business owner is the one responding to a social media post or reposting. And so it's about kind of really nurturing that engagement. That was one of the things that we saw kind of coming out of 2020 is that people had a renewed sense for supporting small businesses. And so now is the time to really leverage that as a small business that that you're the, you know, you're the owner, you are in that community, you know, you know, you're supporting the local little league team and investing in the local youth and get people within the community, you know, talking about causes that they really care about. And you might see a trend emerge from that, um, which might spark another idea. So social media is such a great way for businesses, both large and small, but specifically for small businesses to really kind of stay close to what matters to their customers. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can feel overwhelming or, you know, if you're naturally maybe more introverted or you're not, you don't, you're not doing social media as much, but I love this idea of using some of those simple tools like polls and, and, and ways that you can get a response. Cause sometimes it can feel like you're throwing stuff out there and nothing's coming back. So that's a, that's a great tip. Uh, okay. So I want to talk a little bit about the great resignation that we've been hearing about <laughs> and people are leaving their jobs. Uh, is this creating more small business? Is there opportunity? Where, where, how do you see this shaking out in the, in the entrepreneurial world? 
Absolutely. I think it's a quite a phenomenon. I think, you know, people, I think just took a, a new, I, I just think they took stock of their life in 2020. I think they just, they just looked at how they were spending time. And I think so many people were almost kind of sleepwalking through their jobs or their careers. It was just mm-hmm. something that they did. And then suddenly we were just hyper aware of how we were spending our time, you know, who we were spending it with, though it, it shifted to screens versus in person. But and I think that that just created an awareness in people that that life is a finite and time is a finite resource. And how are we contributing to the greater good? I think there were also a lot of cultural and, and social reckoning moments over the last two years, many. And I think we are yet yeah, we are definitely seeing far more small businesses start. And I think. Part of it is because people have been fighting for a long time to get a seat at the table. And I think a lot of people are like, well, I'm just going to go build my own damn table then. Mm -hmm. And there's something really great about that and about kind of creating your own destiny and having control over that. However, there's a lot of things that go into starting a business that, you know, we always want to make sure people are coming in with eyes wide open. But I really applaud the fact that people are using this opportunity and this great awakening to create something for themselves and for their family that is worth their time. If we're going to work this hard, this many hours as we do as Americans, mm-hmm. a lot of people want to feel like that, that they're building something for themselves and not just making someone else rich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and I understand that you're going to be taking on a new entrepreneurial challenge coming up in the, in the spring. Tell me a little bit about what's coming. Yeah, so I've I've loved my time at Deluxe. I've been there eight years. Um, I was honored to create and, and run this incredible program that is the Small Business Revolution for all this time. And so I'm just anxious to go prove that that model is possible at at other brands. And and I felt for a while that I don't need to do ten or twelve seasons of the same concept to prove that model. And so I'm excited to take this case study to other brands and help them identify their their brand purpose, and then what could your unique brand action be? And then how do you film that in a beautiful way so that you own your own narrative, that you can be your own publisher, and so you can advocate for something that matters in the world and and reaches and engages your customers in a deeper way than advertising ever can. So for me, it was it was just time to go and and go out in the world and and evangelize for for more brands to be doing this because I just think if every brand you know redirected even a portion of their marketing dollars to work that really advocated for something that matters in the world, I mean, just imagine what a different world it could be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, business is the greatest platform for change, as Mark Benioff likes to say, and it, yes. it's true. And okay, so we're going to do a little bit of taste of your own medicine here. And I'm going to ask you some questions that really any person starting a business should think about. So um, (laughs) so let's get ready to play. Okay, here we go. So um, first, you talked about it a little bit, but why do you want to start this business? Because I truly believe that brands should be doing this. I think if only nonprofits are moving the world forward, it's just going to be a slower project. I think if brands start to put their resources, both their people, their fiscal resources, their influence against things that matter to their customers, and every brand has a different kind of mission, Mm-hmm. then I just feel like that's where we're going to see actual seismic change in the world. And so I believe this so to my core, this doing well by doing good, that both we don't need to think about it so mutually exclusive in the business world. Like either you're a company that makes money or you're a nonprofit that does good. I just mm-hmm. want to keep proving that this model is possible. And I think brands are hungry for that right now. And I think consumers 
are demanding that from companies. They want to support businesses that they that align with their values and are proving it, aren't just saying it, but are doing something. So yeah, I just want to go out in the world and bring this to more brands. Wonderful. Okay, who is the target audience for the business? <laughs> uh, you know, large companies uh, that are struggling to kind of figure out how to connect their their mission or what they say they stand for into real action. Um, you know, a lot of companies you know, give away a lot of money, their employees volunteer. But what I'm talking about is something different. I'm talking about actually redirecting marketing dollars and ad dollars into uh, actual action. And then again, you know, filming it or, or somehow sharing that story in order to advocate for more companies behaving that way, but to also spread that message, spread the message behind the work and the real change. Um, so yeah, so my target is all the companies. <laughs> <laughs> and and what do you think the biggest obstacle is going to be? Uh, just that a lot of brands um, maybe don't know that they need this or think that they're doing it through because they are doing what I mentioned earlier, like philanthropy or they have done a few social media posts about different things. But I'm just talking about moving past hashtag activism and in truly kind of you know again t- spending time with your customer and figuring out what actually matters to them and. Um, you know, we just we just can't be on this planet just to sell people things. It's got to be there's got to be a reason for a company's success and and that platform put for you know aimed at good. It can still be a business that is very fiscally um, successful, but it can also alongside that the same truth can exist that you're making a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. Now this one may be a little easy for you, but I think for a lot of businesses it's important. Which is, what is your unique selling point? The fact that I do have experience with bringing these things together, I, I understand how to navigate a corporate culture. I understand what, as a marketing executive for years, I understand what a brand and a, and a business needs from okay. uh, brand campaigns or brand work from a metric perspective and a performance perspective. So I understand what the business needs. But then I bring this unique creative lens to it. You know, I think there's a lot of creative people out there, a lot of filmmakers and I think there's a lot of corporate executives, but I feel like my unique proposition or my sweet spot is being able to bring those two things together in a way that achieves both goals uh, and then again, does, does good in the world. Well, thank you for going through that exercise. And letting, <laughs> letting no, that me was gr- fun. That was unexpected. Thank you. That's good. I, I should be writing this down. Thank you for letting me grill you with those questions. But I think all of us got a, an example of how to answer those in a, in a really compelling way. So Thank you for that. Um, so to wrap up, I just wanted to ask, you know, after all this time that you spent with small business and working in this space, what's your message to small business owners and potential future entrepreneurs out there? Well, first of all, thank you for what you do, because to run a small business is no easy task. It is a, you know, every time you see a small business, you know, someone made a very courageous decision. And uh, that was something uh, my, one of my previous co-hosts used to say all the time, Robert Hershevac, and and I believe it to be true. You know, it it is very brave to be a small business owner. It can be very lonely. You can feel like you're the only one who's struggling with certain aspects of running your business. But first of all, you're not alone. There are other small businesses that that are struggling with the same things. And just thank you for continuing to provide something to your community that matters and for being an example to that next generation that entrepreneurship is a path forward and that you can build something for yourself. And to just keep going, you know, there is no finish line. What you're building matters. Sure, you could always put more time into it. It could be growing faster uh, than it is. But just feel 
you know, every once in a while, take a moment to just reflect with pride on what you're building. It's a real thing. There are not many businesses, there are not many people who are brave enough to make the decision to do it, but you're one of them as an entrepreneur. And so just keep going back to that place. You started your business from a place of strength. And so when things get tough, go back to that place and continue to believe in yourself and, and just thank you for what you provide. You know, there's so many of us who, you know, you've enriched our lives, you bring us joy and it's, it's a delight to, to see small businesses making our communities special. And so thank you for doing that. That would be my message to small businesses. Okay, wonderful. Well, I agree completely. And as a former small business owner, I'll I'll take in some of that. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so I really appreciate that. And Amanda, thank you so much for joining us on Blazing Trails today. Thank you for having me. That was Amanda Brinkman, Chief Brand Officer at Deluxe and creator, producer, and host of the Emmy-nominated hit series, Small Business Revolution. If you want to find out more about Amanda's show and the great work she's doing, just go to www.sbr.org. That's sbr.org. And a quick message to everybody as you're out there thinking about your holiday shopping, be sure to shop local and support our local small businesses. They're the heart of our community and the heart of our economy, and we want to keep it going. So thanks for listening today. And if you like this episode of Blazing Trails, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Michael Rebo from Salesforce Studios.